I'm going to do my best. Do my best. Thank you, sir. To uh, keep my emotions in check. Those that know me know I'm a crier. Okay? So if I do, just look at me funny or whatever you, whatever you want to do. It's okay. Um, so I will get in later of why I asked Amy to sing that song in just a few minutes. Um, so as when, when Bishop asked me to um, speak to you guys today, I was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be fun. Super excited. And then I realized that I'm not the best at speaking in front of, I call them big people, adults. Um, you have to be like under like four foot tall. And then, and then I'm comfortable. So this is a little bit outside my comfort zone, but that's okay because that's what, um, that's what God's here for. So. All right, so I, as I began to study for today, um, I had this, this big, big, huge lesson, sermon planned, um, whatever you want to call it. I had this big thing planned, and I was like, I'm doing this. It's going to be like the... The usual three-point sermon is going to have all this good stuff. It's going to be big. It's going to last four hours. Everybody's going to be super excited. Um, and, and then as I was studying, there was, there was one phrase um, that God just kept playing over and over. So that is the one phrase that, um, that we're going to talk about today. And um, I would say sermon, but I want to use uh, a phrase that we use in kids' church and about the message, and it's called a call to action. So, we are going to get called to action today. All right. Before we get started, let's pray, um, and then we'll dive into the Word, okay? Father God, we just thank you for allowing us to be here. We thank you that, that we are a family. We were able to to celebrate uh, family this week. We're able to celebrate um, just a community halfway across the world that we're able to be a part of. And uh, Lord, we ask that you would, uh, you would just, just let your words be done in this, in, um, in this lesson today, Father God, that nothing that I say is, is of me, but it's all of you. So Lord, we ask that you would just bless the reading of your word. Um, bless this and uh, bless us for the rest of the day, Lord. Amen. All right, so I wanted to start out with a, a pretty familiar verse, um, and that is um, in the book of Acts chapter 2, the beginning of Acts chapter 2. Um, so if you want to follow along, I think um, my friends in the back may have it. Oh, there it is. All right, may have it on stage, on screen for you, and it is chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. And it says, and then the day of Pentecost was fully come. They were all with one accord and in one place. And then suddenly there came a sound from heaven like a mighty rushing wind. It filled all the place where they were sitting. And there, and there appeared unto them clothed in tongues like as a fire and set on them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, that's a pretty... Pretty common, familiar verse. I think uh, we, we've heard it many times, and it's one that um, one of the greatest greatest uh, miracles, strengths in the Bible that God has, has done. Um, 
And as I was reading this verse, there, there's, like I said, there was one phrase that kept, that kept sticking in my head um, for days and weeks. Um, and that phrase is, um, is with one accord. What is it? What does it truly mean to be in one accord? So I started doing some some research and and looking up some stuff. Um, and and you know, before the Holy Spirit came down in in this passage, before before he his spirit his wind was was you know filled the place before the tongues of fire came down. It wasn't good enough that they were just in one place. But they were in one accord. So, you know, and if you think about it, these disciples have probably been in one place together many of times. They, they did life together. They did ministry together. So, um, so what does it really, really mean to be in one accord? Um, so I started, started studying um, what, you know, where that phrase came from. Um, and it's actually a unique Greek word. Now I want to try to say this Greek word. Um, it's like this long. Um, and it is, uh, oh, I'm, I'm looking at it, can't even say it right now. Um, Homothodon. It's not as, it doesn't sound that hard, but it looks really rough. It's homothodon. And um, the Blue Letter Bible gives a great and unique description of what this word actually means. Um, and it means with one mind, one accord, or with one passion. So, this word, I'm not going to butcher it anymore, but this word only appears 12 times in the New Testament. Ten of those twelve times is in the book of Acts. And that actual, that, that word, homophodon, is a compound of two words, and it means to rush along in unison. Um, so, you know, to rush along in unison. And if we take that um, and kind of look at it through a um, musical lens, we look at it um, two different aspects of, uh, through music, um, if we look at big symphonies, big orchestras, um, you know, there's so many different instruments. There's brass, woodwinds, percussion, strings. Am I forgetting any? Tracy, what are some? I got it. That's the only ones I could think of. I was like, there's probably something that I don't know. All right. So there's all these different instruments, and they all have their own unique sound. But when you put them under the instruction of a conductor, um, it, it forms a beautiful score of music that can be it can be a soundtrack of life. You can go to a movie, you know, whatever the case is, that score of music, um, and it all starts because they're individuals come together. Um, and that's exactly how the Holy Spirit will blend his unique members of his church together. Um, so, and then another example is if you look at the worship team that was up here, or you look at a big choir, anybody singing, um, 
person, each voice is different. create a beautiful song. And, you know, that's an example of how God will weave his church together with an array of colors, talents, strengths, and weaknesses. It's not just about strengths, but strengths and weaknesses. Visions, gifts, calling, and he'll bring them all together with one mind, one accord, one passion. Um, and that is the reason, that's actually the reason why I asked Amy to sing that song. Because it is a perfect illustration of how God put together a city on a hill. He put together a church, a community. And then us, we the people, um, we lose sight of how God blended us together. And we start looking at each one's differences. And it pulls us Um, no. And then, as we, as, we, as we pull apart, our influence may not be as strong. Our light to the world isn't as bright. Um, so I just wanted to take a minute and read some of those lyrics that, that Mandy sang, or Amy sang, I'm sorry. Amy sang. Um, and, and we can see, as, as, she, as, she, um, as she sang this, there's um, there's different there's different players there's different people in this in this city and you know though one person may be a little different the one person may have you know awesome musical talent um, just because you know you don't have that doesn't mean that they're not important or you're not important um, so you know. And then they use their differences. So it says the poets thought the dancers were shallow. And the soldiers thought the poets were weak. We all don't have to go. We all don't have to be a soldier. Um, sometimes the soldiers need people to pray. Oh, oh goodness. And it says the soldiers thought the poets were weak. The elders saw the young ones as foolish. And the rich man never heard the poor man speak. Um, when, when, I, when I hear those words, um, the one word that, that comes to mind, um, that is something that is, is, is rooted in this house, is multi-generational. Um, each generation is different. We've all been brought up different. Um, Different likes, different dislikes, but it is, um, you know, it's how we come together, how we can blend together, that we can see just how strong and how powerful God can truly be. Um, and and you know, we each we each I say we each play to our own strengths. To, to but you know, where I'm weak, there's someone else that's strong. Like, you know, not everybody's meant. To be with kids. 
not say anything about you know, myself, but it takes a special patience to be in a room with like 25 kids and to keep their attention. And, you know, um, and that's one of the gifts that, that, that God will give. He'll give someone the ability to speak to kids, someone the ability to, to handle teenagers. I don't do teenagers. I'm just kidding. They're, it depends on how tall they are. Like I said earlier, if they're if they're in my my four and a half five foot range, I'm good. Um, but it it's when when we come together the way that that God has 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 meant for us to be to be meshed together. That's when we can truly see the power of the Holy Spirit. So moving on down to this. We can see just how God orchestrated this city on a hill, how each person was designed not only to do the passion that God has given them, but their passion is what drives another passion. Um, so it says it was the rhythm. Ooh, fun. Ooh. It was the rhythm of the dancers that gave the poet's life. And it was the spirit of the poet that gave the soldier strength to fight. It was the fire of the young ones, the wisdom of the old. It was a story of the poor man that needed to be told. So we all come from different stories. We all have different passions, different um, abilities and gifts that God's given us. And it's our job not to, not to cast aside someone else because they don't have the same talent. Um, there's many, many areas in the church that you can serve. Um, there's, there's many different outlooks. You don't have to only be on the worship team. You don't have to only be on the frontline team. Some people aren't meant to greet people. You know, they don't have that spirit. They don't have that attitude to stand and greet, greet people to, to meet, um, you know, bring in new visitors. Um, they may be shy. Or they may just, you know, have that hard attitude. Um, but, but God did give someone that ability. Uh, and that's where we are. Um, so looking at that, I kind of have an example, a little illustration that I want to um, talk about um, before we go back into the Word. And that is just how... Um, um, if we can, if we can focus on the true reason why we're here, it's, that's how um, how we can see the true, the true and full power of God. So, if I could have the people that I spoke to before service, I spoke to some people um, to help me with this illustration. If you guys could come up, that would be fantastic. fantastic. Don't be shy. You know who I talk to. You know them. You know who I talk to. All right. So what we're going to do, guys, if we can form a circle, we'll have some people right here, and then kind of go up up the stairs, and I will move this, and we can kind of form a circle this way. Do I have enough people? Can we get a few more people up here? Anybody? Any volunteers? Anybody want to come up? Be, be excited. Jason does. He knows because I talked to him earlier. He forgot about it. All right. <laughs> he didn't forget. Um, all right. I need someone to come fill this gap right here. Can I get someone to come fill this gap? All right, good deal. 
Can I get a, can I get a person in this gap right here? Anybody want to be a gap filler today? Nobody? Oh, here she comes. She got all that gum out of her mouth. She's ready to make it happen. All right. So, oh my goodness, there's a huge gap right here. My stuff's in the way. Uh-uh, it can't be my gap. I need some more gap fillers. Oh, here comes Anthony. Anthony's a gap filler. How about one more? Can I get one more person up here? One more person. Don't be shy. We won't bite. Phil. I'm calling him out. I wasn't even going to call anybody. I was just looking for volunteers. She's like, Phil. Get up here. All right, y'all got to get close together. Everybody get close together. All right, so here's what, here's what is awesome about being in church and being with one family is that, you know, though we may be different, we can, we can truly see the power of God when, when we're together in unison. All right, so here's what I want you to do, guys. If you guys could, could put your hands like this and touch each other's hands. Is everybody touching? You guys don't touch hands right here. Split that apart. There we go. All right. So this is a cool little science experiment. If you guys can see this, it's just a little plastic tube with some wires through it. It's called a sci-fi tube. This is a really cool thing that demonstrates current and how that um, as long as these two, there's two points on the end, and when those are together, when the current connects together, then, then we can see something awesome that happens. Show you. So here's what we're going to do. Anthony, if you can grab that little silver circle. You see that silver circle right there? All right, Miss Athena, grab that silver circle. Oh, can you guys hear that? All right, let go. All right. So this cool thing, I love it. Did you guys see that? Everybody see what that happened? It looks like this. If you didn't see it, he goes. All right. So... So this is a perfect example of the Holy Spirit. It may be simple. Um, and when we're in unison together, not only does the Holy Spirit work, but it works in its full capacity. But, all right, you guys hold that. Get, get that spirit flowing. All right. But when we let differences, the minor differences divide us like we don't like the worship. Spirit can't flow. All right. Or, or maybe it is, um, you know, you don't like the style of preaching. Oh, <gasps> do you see that? All right. You have that here. All right. Or, or, you know, whatever the case is, you don't like the decorations. Sometimes decorations play a big factor. All right. Um, or, you know, whatever the case is, and we let the minor things separate us. And when they separate us, not only does the spirit not flow, um, it may flow a little bit here and there, but we're not going to feel the full power. We're not going to get this cool sound. That's the Holy Spirit sound. That's what it sounds like. I don't know if you guys knew that. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. Um, it's weird when you hear it like 3 o'clock in the morning. You're like, what's going on? No, but that's what it sounds like. Um, but the thing is, it doesn't have to be a huge, a huge divide that will separate us. Josh, if you guys could just barely separate your fingers. It doesn't, it doesn't take a whole lot of, of, of something. It doesn't take a whole lot of something for, for it to break the current, for it to break the chain 
of the Holy Spirit and and what God has in store for this house and for the whole church body as a whole all over the world. So thank you guys. You guys can have a seat. I appreciate that. Um, give these guys a hand, willing and unwilling to come up here. Some of you were willing. Some of you were called out. So but this is a cool little thing, by the way. Play with it all the time. All right. Let me get my stuff back. All right. Find out where it was. All right. So we're going to, we kind of looked, get an example of, of what it looks like when we divide ourselves, when we're not in one accord. So um, I want to take a look at some scriptures. Remember those, those 12 scriptures that I said that that one big word is found in? There's only 12 of them, and the 10 of them are in Acts. Um, we're going to take a look at about six of those um, just to see as an example of how the early church and the disciples um, lived in one accord. What does it mean to truly be in one accord? So, and like I said, the majority of them are in Acts. So we are going to jump in to Acts chapter 1. If you guys have your Bibles or um, it's going to be up on the screen. So if we look at Acts chapter 1, and it is verse 14. It says, These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, in the brethren, in the brethren. So this verse, we can see that when we're in one accord, we pray, we pray together. Prayer and supplication takes place when we're in one accord, truly in one accord. Um, and the next verse I want to look at is Acts chapter 2, verse 46 and 47. And it says, and they continued daily with one accord in, in their eating of their meats and their, in their gladness and singleness of the heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, such should be saved, such as should be saved. So here we see a, a, a great example of, of not only being in church um, with, um, in one accord, but, but being in one accord builds fellowship. It builds community. So that it goes, it goes a little bit beyond the walls and the people that you sit with. It goes a little bit beyond the pew that you're at. And then the next one I want to take a look at is Acts chapter 4, verse 24. And it says, And when they heard that, they lifted up their hands, or I'm sorry, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which made the, which made the heavens and the earth and the seas and all that is within them. So here, if you look a little bit more in this chapter, um, there's persecution going on. Um, but not only through persecution and adversity. When we're in one accord, we're able to, to praise God through the, through, the great, through the mountaintops and through the valleys. Um, you know, 
just as a family, we're here to to support one another. If someone um, is going through a hard time, we're here for them. If someone just got a new job or a great car, we're celebrating with them. Because God loves it when we're together. Um, another one I want to look at is Acts chapter 5, verse 12. And it says, And by, these hand, by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders um, brought among them, among the people. And they were all in one accord on Solomon's porch. They weren't in the church, they were on a porch. So that doesn't mean we have to come to church to experience a miracle. It's a great place for it. This altar is a great place for it. But we don't have to wait till Sunday. Um, when we're in one accord, when we're doing life together, we're able to, to meet at someone's house, meet at the mall, at work. Miracles can take place at work. Just because people are mad doesn't mean miracles can't take place. Because people don't like their jobs doesn't mean miracles can't take place. Has God put us in those workplaces to be the city on the hill? So, this, is, this is one of my favorites. And another one is Acts 15, 25. Because this is something that just took place. And it says, and it seems good unto us being assembled with one accord to send chosen men unto you with the beloved Bartimaeus and Paul. When we're in one accord, we raise up and send out missionaries. And you know, being in one accord doesn't mean we're in one, we're in this building. Whether we're, you know, wherever the mission field is. Um, and, you know, the thing about that is, it says when they're in one accord to send chosen men with beloved Paul and Bartimaeus. So we can send people, they have, you know, people that are definitely going. Um, and then we have people that, that God, you know, we pray, we raise up and we send them with them so they can go somewhere else. Um, whether it's Macy's, Africa, right outside these doors in the communities, wherever, wherever it is. Um, but not only uh, when we're in one accord does, do we send people out, but when we're, when, we're, when we're in one accord, we have people in the background praying. Um, you know, a lot of us couldn't go to Zambia, but I know you guys were here praying. Bishop told me a story of one person praying. So, you know, it's when we're in one accord that we can truly see the power um, of God. And the last verse is actually one of the, the, the rare ones, not in Acts. Uh, we're going to jump over to Romans chapter 15, verse 5 and 6. And it says, Now the God of the patient and consolation... Grants you to be like-minded with one accord according to Jesus. Did I read that right? Oh, yeah. And that ye may 
with one mind and one mouth glorify God, even the Father of the Lord, even the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. So this we don't see, it says in one accord, but it says one mind. And if you remember that big long word that I said earlier, it means to be in one mind, one accord, and with one passion. So when we're, when we're together, when we're in one mind, one accord, one passion, one passion, one passion, then, uh, then no matter what we do, we're glorifying God. Um, and uh, as we look through those verses, we can see that the disciples of God, the early church, they were 100% in one accord. They had one passion. Passion is Jesus. They were moving forward with one thing in mind. Jesus. They praised him. They served him. They loved him. They loved his people. They brought others to him. They glorified him. It was all about Jesus. And I think we lose sight of that sometimes. Sometimes we're too busy worrying about why are they praising like that? Why would you wear that to church? God says, come as you are. Um, um, and you know, being in one accord doesn't mean that we have to agree on every issue. Because that's impossible. There's no way that we're going to agree on every issue, whether it comes to pain on the walls, the... Songs in the song set, um, or you know, and and we can see that through through the scripture that they that the disciples they don't divide over the small things. They have, to, you know, it doesn't spell it out, but there's no way that they agreed on everything. There was fishermen, there was tax collectors, people from every walks of life, um, and. But what we see, we see humble men and women that come together in one place and in unity with one passion and one goal and one mindset to serve Jesus. They throw the small things aside. They say, we're here for Jesus. And um, I'm going to begin to close. Anthony, if you want to come up and do something fancy on that guitar, that'd be fantastic. Um, you know, as, um, you know, I truly believe that God desires for his followers to be in one accord, to worship and to serve him. Um, and I would be a fool to say that sometimes I didn't break that connection. I think we all would. Because we all... Sometimes we have a bad day. Sometimes we don't agree on the minor situations, the minor issues. But we have to be bigger than them. They're, they're going to be there. Um, but it's our job as the believers, as a family, church family, to say, I may not agree on this, but I'm not here for that. I'm here for you. Um, and could you just imagine? Could you just imagine 
what would happen, not only here, but outside these walls, if we were all in one passion, one accord. We'd be hearing this all day long. We'd be hearing that all day long and, wonder, and, and not have to wonder where it comes from. Because we know where it comes from. <laughs> so, if, you know, if we think about it, if we think about being in one accord, not only in this house, this community, this region, um, if, every, if every church in the world decided to set their denominational views aside, say we're here for him we're here to love not only him but to love his people the enemy wouldn't stand a chance the light would be so bright on this earth that there would be no dark place no dark corner because you can look outside these doors and count steeples how many churches are in this area? Around every corner. They're on, sometimes there's two or three on a street. You go in big cities. If we all got together in one accord and one passion. The devil didn't stand a chance. And, you know, and I believe that's something that can start right here today. If you guys would stand, and what I what I would like if is everybody could come up here, and let's just worship a little bit with one accord, with one mind and one heart, and just love on Jesus together.